Amen. Well, you may be seated. You're already doing that. Look at you. You you act like you know how to work this thing. You know? How about that? Good morning, church. I greet you once again in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's great to be in a well-lit house of God this morning. Aren't you glad that the lights are on? Because, you know, every now and then the lights go out. And not because you didn't pay your bill. It's just they, you know, something happens out there and... And it happened this week, and I don't know, I think it was Thursday or Friday, one of those days, right? And all the calls start coming in. What's going on? What's going on? And, and uh, I said, well, I'm gonna, let me check with our resident expert. And uh, so I gave Chris a call, and he said, it's all taken care of. It'll, be, it'll work out. It's all going to be good. He's, he's like, you know, take it easy, Pastor Rob. It's all good. And uh, so within an hour, he had us all back up and going, and, and a big, big deal out there. But... Uh, not for him. He's been around that, that power long enough. So we have lights. Isn't it good to have lights in the house of the Lord? Amen. It's good. Uh, in John 5 this morning, we can read. It's not our main text, but we read that God is light. Aren't you thankful for the light? I'm thankful for the light right here, and I'm thankful for him as the light, as the word of God is the light. And in him there is no darkness. It says it all. God is light, and his word is also light. We've been talking a lot about what God's Word is. As we learn God's Word and live accordingly, our lives will reflect the brilliance of God. And the light of God's Word that we shine forth becomes or overcomes the darkness of the world. It really does that. Sometimes we think that we're, we're constantly being chased down by the darkness, but it doesn't work that way. Because light dispels darkness. <laughs> light doesn't have to push and fight against darkness. Light is and darkness has to go. Aren't you grateful for that? That's just a way of thinking about it. And when we live in that light, we shine as lights in the world. The, the, the first recorded word of God, uh, uh, words of God are in Genesis 1, 3, and he said, let there be light. Absolutely. Y'all, man, you know when to sit down and you know what the word says. That's awesome. Yeah, he said, let there be light. And, that, and what happened? Verse 3 conti- continues, it says, and there was light. And God simply spoke it into being. Some people don't believe he can do that. They want to figure it out through science. Let's see how God must have done that. If there even is a God, we'll see how he did that. We don't have to figure that out. He, he said it. He commanded it. And it happened. If it doesn't fit with your science, work on your faith. <laughs> God simply spoke it into being. God's word brought light into the situation and God's word overcame the darkness, and light shines in that darkness, but darkness cannot overcome it. It says in John 1.5, not 1 John, but John 1.5, it says, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended or overcame it not. It's kind of a backward statement, but it, it comprehended or it overcame it not. It could not overcome the light because darkness can't overcome the light. When God said, let there be light, there was light. The darkness had to flee. And the greatness of all that God has done and will do is to make light available to us, to man. And the light of God's word is available to us today in our Bibles. It's right in our Bibles. The light is right in the word of God, written so that we can learn it, apply it, and we can benefit from it. Do you know you can benefit from the word of God? You know these things. I know you do. Well, until recently, Legos, there's a switch for you. I didn't even have a smooth way of getting there. I just, here we go. 
But until recently, Legos were simply a set of snap-together plastic components capable of becoming inert replicas of cars and planes and buildings, you know, the regular stuff, even creating a deep crevice in your heel when walking through a playroom to check on your kids. It It does a number of things. You ever stepped on a Lego? They're not meant to be stepped on. Fact is, neither are plugs. This week, if I don't move around much, I'm a little gimpy. I was, I was ironing. I got all done. I pulled the plug. I didn't do it the way I'm supposed to for you plug guys. I just grabbed it and went, and it came out. And as I, I went to step, and the plug was right under my foot, and I stepped up because I, oh, I don't want to step on that, but it stuck to my foot. And so when I began to fall this way, I went all my weight down on that plug. And this morning, it's, an, it's, it's ugly. You know, when we get older, stuff, little stuff like that, it gets ugly. You know? When you're younger, they go, yeah, that happened the other day. I was flying a plane. I fell out, and I landed on a fence. <laughs> Mine, it's like I stepped on a plug, and it's ugly. And it stays around for a lot longer. But Legos used to do that to us. Remember stepping on Legos? And it's like, are you going to pick those up? Right? Now it's pieces of shards of bark that the dog seems to want to bring in the house. That's not my dog. Just wanted to remind you of that. But. Well, so on Legos, you know, the company, the Lego company, they've developed a new Lego. It's called Lego Mindstorm Robots. This is interesting that you put together and you program via your computer. You knew it was coming, didn't you? Can't just have Legos. You got time to your computer. But as you do, They have one robot that's particularly intriguing. It's one that uses a light sensor to follow a flashlight around a dark room. It's a Lego, and it's got wheels and all that, and you put the sensor in it, and you hook it up to your computer, and then when you shine your flashlight, it follows it around the dark room. The robot follows, except every once in a while, the robot loses the light. Yeah, I saw a look on your face. You already went, hmm. He's going to call us Legos in a minute. Um, but every now and then, the Lego, it loses its light. And when it does, the robot just keeps on going whichever direction it was going until it runs into a wall. And when that happens, you have to go find it and use the flashlight to begin to guide it back to where you wanted it to go. Well, that's an interesting thought, is it not? It's not, perfect. It's not a perfect analogy, but it sure fits. It reminds us of our own struggles with following Jesus. There are times when we, like the robot, we lose the light. The light's there. We don't lose it. The the light's still there, but we tend to not think about it, or we tend to go our own way or do whatever it is that we want to do, and we head off into the darkness. And eventually we find ourselves pounding our heads against the wall, that figuratively at least, and wondering where did the light go? Where did it go? And when that happens, we have to remember to stop, to repent, and to turn around and to focus on the light of God, for that is the only way that we are going to get out of the darkness and back heading into that wonderful light. You know, it almost goes without saying that we need light. We do, right? We, we had a power outage once in Kansas, and it lasted us a week, and it was in the middle of the winter. So we ran to Home Depot and got us a generator. We filled it full of gas, and we didn't turn it on inside the garage. Not supposed to do that. You set it outside and, uh, and reverse everything. For you electricians, you probably say, why is he doing his own work? <laughs> I had to actually strip some wire and create a 
a pigtail that went the other direction, right? And make sure that all the power's off, right? In case it comes back on. But we had light because we had a generator. And we had heat because it ran our blower on our furnace. But it goes without saying that we need light in order to navigate the darkness. We just need it. Whether we're driving at night or just walking through our dark living rooms, without light there is disorientation and pain in our future. Without that light, not only do we need the light to make our way through the darkness, we need God's word just as much as we need the actual physical light. We need the spiritual light to make our way through this life. God's word, our light, it guards us from tripping and stumbling and ultimately navigating our lives into the spiritual ditch. And when we find ourselves in a dark place in life, God's word cuts through that darkness and it brings us into his amazing light. Aren't you grateful to God? We finish our series today more than words can say. I was feeling a little melancholy about that this week. I've been kind of enjoying this, just talking about God's Word and how awesome it is and how much, uh, not the negative, but how much more we ought to be in it. It's such a, it's so many things to us. We started God's Word as our daily bread, if you remember, the first Sunday this month, our daily bread. It was our sustaining bread, and it's our true bread. And then we looked at the Bible as water and how it washes and we saw how Satan wants to drown us in words and he desires to starve us from the word, but we saw that God wants to fill us with his word, his living water. And then in our third week, we saw that our Bible is the inspired, the inspired word of God that God breathed the very word out to the writers, the very breath of God given to many writers but by one author only, that the breath of God brings understanding and the breath of God brings order. You remember uh, that, that chaos is brought to order as the dry bones come together through his spoken word, through the prophetic word. We also saw that the breath of God brings strength to our lives. It, it ties everything together that we need in order to live victorious for him. And then last Sunday, we saw how spiritual blindness robs us of our understanding. We found that the cause of the spiritual blindness is pride, but thanks be to God, Jesus opens our blinded eyes. Aren't you thankful? Because I can't help it sometimes. I, I, I go the wrong way, and I'm in the dark, and God, God brings the light to my eyes. He, he heals my, my blindness, and he helps me see exactly what he wants me to see from his word. Today, we finish our series with the idea of God's word is light. God's word is light. And reading from God's word, I direct your attention this morning to Luke eleven twenty two through 26. That's Luke eleven twenty two through 26. Let's stand this morning as we read together the word of God. It simply says this, No one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand that those who come in may see the light. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body also is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body also is full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part of dark, the whole body will be full of light as when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. This the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the light, Lord, that guides us. Thank you that it's available to us anytime we desire to open it and read it or open our apps or just take the, the, the physical word of God and open it and read and, and bring light 
into our lives. We're grateful and we're thankful for it. And we give you thanks for your word this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So today we look, we're looking at God's word as light. Psalm 119, 105. This is actually a scripture that's the most, that, that we're, we are very aware of, or we've probably read it, or probably, we might even remember it. It actually comes from the longest chapter in the Bible. It's found here in Psalm 119, 105. It says this, your word, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now, let's just think about that for just a moment, that the Bible, your word is a lamp to my feet. <laughs> your feet don't go, well, thanks for turning that on. <laughs> but it gives you the idea of what the lamp is there for. It's a lamp to my feet. Your word guides my steps, and it gives me direction to a path that is sound, a good path, a, a direction that is of you, your lamp, your holy word, Lord, gives me direction, and it helps me know what my steps the steps that I'm to take. It's a lamp to my feet and it's a light to my path. So it's not just for right here, it's for down there. It's a light unto my, uh, 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 my a lamp to my feet and a light that shines on the path that's ahead of me. God's word helps me know what path to take. Have you ever looked out and thought, which way should I go, Lord? How should I navigate this? Well, it says that the lamp is for my feet and the light is for my path. I speak to people all the time that are trying to figure out which direction to go, which turn to make and where to go in their physical or even their spiritual lives. And, and God's word for us who have believed and trusted in him is a light. It's a light or, or a lamp that shines on our, on our feet that we might not stumble, that we could see more clearly than if we were just walking in the darkness. And, and by the way, this, this lamp is light that illuminates. It illuminates our path. It gives direction and understanding. I think the thing that squashes our light sometimes is our impatience. I want, you ever seen that commercial? It's my money and I want it now. Oh, I hate that commercial. I, I think you're, you're such a baby, you're never getting your money, you, you know? It's like quit screaming and crying. It's mine and I want it now. You shouldn't have signed it over. Don't sign it over to these guys because you might get some, but you won't get a fraction of what you thought you had. It's my light and I want the answer now. It doesn't always come that way. It illuminates our path. It helps us to walk in, in, in faith that God has Far beyond what we can't see, he has it in his care ahead of us. You see, the light doesn't need a battery. It doesn't have a cord, so it never has to be plugged in or to be recharged. It is the most powerful supply of light that we'll ever need in our lives because the light is Jesus. It reminds me of yet another song. The whole world was lost in the darkness of sin. The light of the world is Jesus. Like sunshine at noonday, his glory shone in. The light of the world is Jesus. Come to the light, it's shining for thee. Sweetly the light has dawned upon me. Once I was blind, but now I can see. The light of the world is Jesus. It's in the Nazarene hymnal. Some of you are like, yeah, let's bring that on back in here. 
The light of the world is Jesus. No darkness have we who in Jesus abide. The light of the world is Jesus. We walk in the light when we follow our guide. The light of the world is Jesus. You see, the light, God's word of the world is Jesus. He is the word, and he wants to illuminate our paths. He wants to bring light to our path and lamps to our feet, a lamp to our feet. So number one, light dispels darkness. Light dispels the darkness. You see, light dispels that darkness. It removes the darkness. It happens so that there is absolutely no struggle between the light and the dark. They don't fight. Light does not say, if I could just push a little harder against the darkness, I could, I could get it all out of here. They don't fight. When the light comes into our spiritual eyes, we don't have to wish that the darkness would go. It has no choice, for the light overpowers the darkness, and the darkness flees from our lives. Let's look at John chapter 3, verse 20. It says in verse 20, For everyone practicing evil hates the light. And does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. We probably don't like that that verse. That sounds kind of harsh. I don't know if I like that. I, I, I don't think I'm practicing. What, we want to define what practicing means. I need, to, I need to know what that means. Practicing. And we know what practicing means. For everyone practicing evil hates the light. We don't run into the light when we're practicing darkness. When we're practicing the things that seemingly we don't have control over, we don't know what to do with, we wish we could stop whatever that is. I don't want to do that anymore. And when that happens, everyone practicing that evil, we hate the light. It exposes, it says, that our deeds should be exposed. You see, this verse is usually looked at in the negative. It is. We think, I don't, I don't think I like that. That those that are in sin would not want to read that word. Give me something more encouraging, something that makes me feel better. And you see, the Bible, because darkness hates light, if we're practicing that darkness, usually it's seen as a very negative, this verse. But actually, it's the first thing that we ought to do. If we find ourselves practicing something other that is, that is what God wants for our lives, the first thing we should do when we find there is revealed darkness in our lives is read the Word of God, for it dispels that darkness. If we're practicing something that we don't like to be a part of and it's just there, we ought to go straight to the Word. Go to the Word. The light will come and it will dispel that darkness. It is the light of God's Word that will bring us out of the darkness into His glorious light. So it's the first thing that we should do if we're having a problem with any sin in our lives. Don't do what is natural. That is to hide from the light. You can't hide from the light. Let his light dispel the darkness that is in our lives. The light will actually demolish the sin that is practiced if we will do truth and come to the light, the word says, the light of the word of God. Let his light drive the darkness away from our lives. Most of you have been around for a while. Some of us have been around for a long while. Starting to feel that way myself. But I'll let each of you decide if you've been around for a while or not. But back in the day, we had cameras. Do you remember? We still have cameras, but back in the day, we had cameras. And if, if we had a camera, there was something that we would have to put in those cameras. And, and no, I'm not talking about batteries and RAM and more hard drive memory. No, our cameras didn't need RAM, but they did need film. Remember all the different films that we'd get? 100, 200, 400, 800. I never, 800 was too expensive. 
But we had to put film on our cameras. All three of my kids, they all took photography in high school. And they all used the Pentax or the Canon cameras that used film. And each of them had to learn how to properly expose, expose the film in order to get a picture that was worth framing. They got pretty good at it. And they all learned to go into what was called the dark room. Remember the dark room? And in that dark room, they would take the film through a development process, chemicals. If you've ever been in a dark room or you've seen it on TV, when someone comes to that door, there's usually a little red light outside that door. And that light is telling you something. Like a red light on the street, it's saying, stop, don't come in here, pay attention, don't open that door. Someone would usually go through that door anyway, and somebody inside that room would yell out to them, ah, you exposed my film, you ruined my photos. And that is because the film has been exposed to the light. Now listen, this is what we call application. We need to expose the darkness of our lives to the light of the word, the light of the world, Jesus, the word of God. His name is Jesus, and he is the word of God. When we expose the darkness of our lives to the light, God's word, the darkness will flee. It'll go away. It has to go. It must leave our lives. It's the very first thing that we should do. Come to the light. Read God's word that it might dispel the darkness and ruin, ruin the ways of evil that want to entangle us. Now let's take it a step further as we read in our main reading of Scripture this morning. It said in Luke eleven thirty four, 34, it said this, The lamp of the body is the eye. The lamp of the body is it. Now think about this. Think this through for a minute. The lamp of our body is the eye. And while this idea hits close to home for us men, ladies in our day, this is for you also and for many who read novels or love stories or if you watch movies or you wander out on the internet in our minds, if we have taken pictures with our eyes of dark things, negative or immoral or sexual things, we need to expose our minds to the light. It will ruin that film. The Bible says that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. How do we renew our minds? We put on the helmet of salvation. It says in Ephesians 6.17, the helmet, isn't that interesting? The helmet of, of salvation. And the sword, the, the word, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We are to bring the light of the word into our minds through the lamp of our body, which is the eye. And let his word, the Bible, expose the darkness, ruin that film that is in our minds. Cleanse our memories. Wash over the darkness and remove it from our minds. You want to be transformed by the renewing of your mind? Then read God's word every day. We should read the word as a family. The whole family together ought to get together. Let the light wash the darkness from our minds, from the things that we see on commercials, for crying out loud. Let the Word of God, let the remote and the Word of God, <laughs> turn it off and read His Word. Let it wash over our minds. We are to bring the light of the Word into our minds through the lamp of our body, which is the eye, and let the Word, the Bible, expose the darkness and ruin that film. So number one, light dispels the darkness Light dispels 
the darkness. Number two, light recovers lost things. Light recovers lost things. If we, if we lose something, if we can't find something that we've lost, we usually will go get a flashlight and attempt to find it, attempt to find what it is that we've lost. We, we need light to look under the beds and the corners of our closets to find something that's very valuable to us. It's dark and we need the light to find what is missing, so we usually find a flashlight or our phones, turn the light on to go looking for it. And Jesus tells a story about something that had been lost. A woman had lost something. It was a coin. He tells it in between two other stories about a shepherd who lost sheep. And remember, we are sheep and Jesus is our shepherd. And the other story is about a father who had lost a son, the prodigal son. And he tells a story of a woman that lost a coin right between the two other stories. The coin that she lost was something really valuable to her. And all three of these stories are talking about people because people are very valuable to God. So let's look at Luke 15, 8 through 10. It says, oh, or, or, that, or what woman having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp? She does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. We used to sing that song also. There's joy in the camp. A sinner has come home. There's joy in the camp rejoicing round the throne. Singing and shouting the great redemption song out of the darkness into the light. Isn't that, you remember that? I'm older than most of y'all, aren't I? We're talking about Jesus or people here. We're talking about people, but what if you lose something else that's valuable to you? What if you lose a spouse or a dream? What if you, you lose your reputation or your job? What we need to do in whatever area of our lives that we lose something is to go to the Word of God, light a lamp, and go read the Word of God, our light. I'd ask you this morning, have you lost something? Have you lost something? Is there something in your life? Is there something in your heart or your mind? Is there something that is valuable to you that you've lost? Just ponder that for a moment. Let God bring, if anything, to mind what have you lost that is very valuable to you? Here's another way to ask it. Do you feel lost today? Hang on, get ready, because light recovers lost things. Light recovers lost things. Light a lamp. Go to God's Word, the Bible, the light, and let God help you recover what has been lost. You see, things are discovered and unveiled. Things are discovered and unveiled when light penetrates the darkness. And we can ask God for the light of revelation when we become lost. Go to the Word and find His revelation and let the light uncover what is lost. So number one, light dispels darkness. And number two, light recovers lost things. And number three, light shows us the way. Light shows us the way, the light, this lamp. It's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, and it shows us the way. You know throughout our everyday lives there are many decisions that must be made. Every day we make decisions. And I admit that in my younger days, 
I had a lot of decisions, a lot of decisions. Just because I, I am supposed to make those kinds of decisions. Lynn had a lot of input, but often it was just left to me to just decide what we're doing. Make some decisions, like buying a new car. When we first got married, I believe that we needed a new car somewhere in the neighborhood of every two years. I, the guys, you understand what I'm saying, don't you? Every, about every two years, don't we need a new car? We really didn't need a new car. I just wanted a new car. And I'd get really tired easily of any of the cars in the early part of our marriage. And, and Lynn would get really tired of spending the hours at the dealerships with me. To the point, I think at some point, she was like, just go do whatever you're going to do. I don't want to sit there for eight hours to decide if we're going to buy a car or not. I walked out of a dealership one time over an extra, I think, $10 a month. He said, it's only $10 a month. I looked back and I said, it's only $10 a month. And he wouldn't budge any further. I walked out. I don't know. I, I like the game a little bit. She didn't like the game. But I'd make that decision. I would make that decision without any consultation or prayer. I was usually selling Lynn, this would be a much better car. This would be a great one, a little sports car. I like this car. And I would just handle those decisions. And then later on in life, we we'd begin to consider what home we should buy or whether our kids should be in public schools or not. And had to decide on careers and to choose what colleges we might go to or our kids might go to. Go to. And, but you see, early on, I just made the decisions. And we know that revelation from God can come in a general way, but can also come in a very specific way. It's like this. When I, when I was between 18 and 21, I, I, I didn't date a lot in, in high school that much, but I dated a lot between 18 and 21. I was trying to find the right person. Lynn just got a funny look on her face. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's one of the best things that I've ever done to specifically ask God. I, I look back and I think I was, I was such a dork back then, but, but I would specifically ask God to help me because I knew who I was and I didn't make a lot of great decisions, but this one really was important. And I would ask God to help me find Seeking God's advice, help me find the right person to marry. And there were some girls that deep down I knew with God's revealing to me weren't going to be a person for me. And probably they knew that I wasn't going to be the right person for them either. But I prayed. I was seeking God's best. And then when I met Lynn, I knew. I think I knew before she knew. I'm pretty sure I knew before she knew that she was the one. You see, general revelation would be how to be married or I'm going to get married, but specific revelation is who, Lord, who would you have me marry? And the question is, can God give you specific revelation? Can he give you specific revelation about things in life? And I will tell you today, the answer is yes, you bet he can. But what I'd like to see, what I'd like us to see is, and to know today is that God will speak to us through his word 
and light. God's word will show us the way. God will give us a word that we need when we need it. So how do we get a word from God? How do we approach God and, and receive his word on a subjects that matter most to our lives? And here's three words that will help us as we seek a word for, from God. For his light shows us the way. The words to remember as we seek specifically from God is praise, prayer, and proclamation. Psalm 100 verse 4 says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. I've been a worship pastor since I was 18 years old. I started in a little, by the way, I still am. When you called me, I didn't think you were calling a worship pastor, but I, I'm still that. And you get, what, you, you get what you got. Some have buyer's remorse, but you get what you got, right? But I've been doing worship in churches since I was eight. I started in a little church in Santa Ana, California, Santa Ana, Santa Ana Edinger Church of the Nazarene. And from the very beginning, the progression to being in the presence of God was to be thankful and to praise Him. I'd look at pictures of what they thought that the uh, what the temple looked like, whether it was the the, the built temple or the one in the wilderness. And the progression was always thankful and praising. Thankfulness starts us in the right direction. If we are seeking the presence of God in our lives, if we want to hear a word from God today, it won't come through griping and complaining. We won't be overwhelmed with the presence of God in our lives if we are disgruntled and praiseless. Today, if you want to begin to hear God speak to you, to speak into your life and bring specific revelation to you, begin by entering his gates. Enter the place where you find God, that is with thanksgiving and praise. And when we praise God, we rightly position ourselves to be able to hear his voice. When we gripe and complain, we are never satisfied. We choke off the ability to hear or to see God, to see what he's doing, to hear what he's saying. So if you're looking for God's light on any situation, start by worshiping God. Knowing how everything works and having pride will dull our spiritual senses. So assign proper worth and value. Worthship is a word. Assign proper worth and value to God so that you may hear what he wants to reveal to you. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Put on some great music. Go to Spotify. You learned about the Bible app. There's another one called Spotify. They've changed it a little bit, so it may not do everything you want. You might have to spend a little money on it, but you can find any song you want. If you want hymns, you can have them all day long. It'll be right on your phone, and you can tell your phone to send it over to, what's her name? Alexa. You can say, send it on over to Alexa, and she'll play it through your sound system. It's really cool. Call Goose and have the teens come over. They'll set it up for you. It's awesome. <laughs> but you can go to Spotify or whatever your favorite music service is and play worship songs that lead you into a thankful and appraising space or place. Get outside of your own thinking on everything. Don't be overly concerned with politics. It's the only thing political I'll say. That's not very political. But don't be over-concerned with it. Don't be over-concerned with politics. And to know everything that there is to know about everything. 
You see, God is supreme over all. Did you, did you know that God has it all under control? There's another song. He's got it all in control. He's put that reassurance way down in my soul. He's, he's got it. Now, we should, you should go vote, and you should do all those things that Americans do, but we ought to pray and seek God, and don't get worried about all of it because he's supreme over all, and we have access to him, but not in our grumbling state, not with attitudes that are negative and dismissive of others. Use the light of God's word. Next, we need to pray. Uh, here's what we need to pray about. You say, what should we pray about? Here's what we need to pray about. This is revelation. Get ready. We need to pray about whatever it is that we need to pray about. That's what we need to pray about. Whatever's on your heart, God wants to hear from us. He's got a word for each one of us, and he already knows what we're going to ask before we ask, so we need to pray. Philippians 4, 6 says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, and supplication with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We don't have to say, oh, God, oh, dear God, <coughs> have you seen what's going on in Washington? Dear God, have you watched the news service with me lately, God? <coughs> no, we, we have to be anxious for nothing. And in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, Lord, thank you for letting me come before you today. Thank you that you hear me today. No matter what I bring, I'm going to bring you what I want to pray about. And you hear me today. I give you thanks and praise your name because you are supreme over all things. And I just bring my request. You see what's going on in our world. I know you've got it in control. Help me to be the kind of light that reflects this light this day. Come to him that way. I have to admit to you this morning that I'm a recovering grumpy know-it-all. You didn't know that about me? I'm a recovering, Lynn knows that. She says, no, you're not. You know, some things are God revealed. (laughs) And I'm a recovering grumpy know-it-all. It's been a while. You know, as you get older, God teaches you things, does he not? And after you keep in the dark, run into that wall. You go, I just need to not be that way anymore. God, help me. I'm just kind of recovering one of them. At least I've acted like that at times with my actions. I, I've proved that I think I got this, but I really don't. Without God's revelation to me, I don't know where to turn next. When Carrie told me that she took a full-time job, I swallowed my tongue. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> and I thought, dear God, I, I, I thought we had this figured out, and I don't have this figured out. I don't know where we're going next. I don't know what we're doing next. fact is, if you come in tomorrow morning, you'll find my daughter sitting in that chair. Randallin starts tomorrow just for a little while. She'll just be with us for a little while. Uh, but she's been around the church a long time, kind of like Carrie. She's got a dad that's a pastor, kind of like Carrie. So I said, how do I find another carry? And I got home that day and saw her car was in the driveway. And Well, we'll try that. She understands program. Well, I really don't, without God's revelation to me, I don't know where to turn next. So, and, and as I'm anxious for nothing, I'm learning that because I trust him. And in everything I pray and I seek 
His word, His light. He has a word for me, and I can count on that every day. If you're facing something today and you need a word from God, pray about it. Seek first His kingdom, and then watch as all these things are added. He'll answer, proclaim to Him. Proclaim to Him, let your requests be made known to God, and God's light will reveal His word to you and for you. You see, when we praise him, when we place ourselves in the right relationship to God and we understand that he is our shepherd and we are his sheep, when we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and when we are anxious for nothing and bring him, bring everything to him in prayer and supplication earnestly and humbly bringing our requests before him, when we proclaim and make our requests known to him, he will give us a word, his light on the matter And we will find that, number one, his light dispels our darkness. Number two, his light recovers our lost things in life. And number three, his light shows us the way to go and the way to be. What kind of word do you need from God today? God's word has everything that you need. Some of it you've got it memorized already. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. You need to get Spotify, I'm telling you right now. What kind of word do you need? God's word has everything that we need, for it is the bread of life. It is the living stream of water. His word is the very breath of God and the God-breathed word. His word heals the blindness and helps us to have restored vision to see the world as he sees it. And his word is the light that illuminates our path. It is the lamp that is unto our feet. Read his word. Take it in. The very breath of God It is what we need for today. Stand with me, will you please? What kind of word do you need today? What kind of light? What kind of darkness needs to be dispelled? Take the word of God and let its light shine upon your feet, a light unto your path. Father, these are your people. They live in the real world every day. Every day, many of them go to work. Some of them stay kind of around the house, and they deal with other things during the week. Some go to school. Some are trying a new job out. Some might have a garage sale this weekend. And, Lord, we need your light. It's a frustrating world sometimes, and we don't understand it. We can't change it. We can't fix it. But, Lord, you didn't call us to fix it. You called us to reflect your light. And so, Lord, may the word so become attractive to us that the very next thing that we desire to do is to be in it, to hear from you. Oh, Lord, shine your bright light in our lives that the darkness is ruined. Wash over us with your word. Renew a right spirit within us. Renew our minds, Lord, as we read it. We need it. In the negative, somewhat dirty world that we live in, we need the light of your word washing our minds through the lamp of our eyes. May we take it in this week. Be with these, your people, who have real concerns, real things going on in their lives where they need the light of God to come. Bring specific revelation to us this day, Lord, we pray, as we walk in your light, as you are in the light. We give you thanks for it and bless your name. We're thankful people We come into your presence today with thanksgiving 
in your courts with praise, rightly placing ourselves under the authority of our God and the word of God, the light that lights our path. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Have a wonderful day. Stay warm. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.